Welcome to the Western New York Entrepreneur Podcast, helping Western New York entrepreneurs take the next step in their business. If you love Western New York and entrepreneurship, this is the podcast for you. Whether you have been in business for 20 years or 20 minutes, there is something for everyone. David Schaub interviews the top entrepreneurs in Western New York so you can take your next step in your own business. Hey, welcome to the Western New York Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help entrepreneurs in Western New York take the next step in their own business. And today we have Dan Mania from Emprise Realty, uh, the owner here. Uh, can you say hi, Dan? Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Dan. And uh, I was really excited to, to interview Dan here today. We uh, He's a very busy guy, so we had a, a plan a couple times to, to make this work fresh from Florida. So I'm best guessing he misses the weather already. But, but anyways, um, Dan and I have known each other for about... I keep them saying this, but four years Probably already. Four years, four or five years. Yeah, yeah four or five years, and uh, we actually connected through a different business you used to be involved with, and now he owns Enterprise Realty. But you know, before me, I'm not going to actually take Dan's story away. <laughs> Dan, if you don't mind, can you just tell our audience that has no idea about you or who you are? Would, could you explain, you know, what businesses you're involved in and, and what you do? Sure, Dave. Yeah, um, Enterprise Realty Group is is my my primary uh, professional role. I consider it my full time job more than just a day, a day job, and I'd be happy to, to elaborate on that, uh, on how the realty business works from my perspective, and how our, our business kind of functions, I think, in a unique way, and a little bit different than the way our competitors function. But um, but in addition to, to being the owner and, and broker of, uh, of Emprise, uh, I also own a company called Lightworks WNY, which is a, uh, a provider of, of kind of a high-end uh, landscape lighting systems, for lack of a better word, but uh, systems that are, you know, incorporating fully integrated LED and cast brass fixtures, um, but a really nice high-end product that kind of is a, is a nice complement in many ways to the realty business. And in addition to that, I'm also a, uh, a partner in, in a, uh, a downtown music club called Buffalo Ironworks. And I, I'm also still doing some security consulting uh, through a company called Concentric Advisors, which is um, may seem completely out of left field, but I'd be happy to elaborate on, on that and, and, and kind of how and why I'm still involved in, in that industry. Yeah, so I, I can take this, you know, uh, since you do so much, I can literally take this in any direction, but before, you know, basically doing what, basically instead of doing what I want to do, what direction do you want to head in terms of conversation? What business do you want to talk about first and how you got involved and what got you to where you are today? Jesus, uh, good question. Not really sure how to answer it other than uh, the, the last thing I'd want to do is, is leave uh, you or any of the potential listeners uh, uh, with the impression that, that the realty business isn't my primary role. I mean, I, I do wear a lot of hats and um, some of them I would consider to be somewhat vertical revenue streams from realty and some are completely unrelated as we hit on a minute ago. But, but uh, being the owner and broker of, of Emprise is, is absolutely my, my primary mission. And, and when I wake up in the morning and I, and I ask myself the question, um, and, and this is the exact question I ask myself, is what can I go out and kill today? Mm-hmm. Because if I don't kill something, I'm not going to eat. Yeah. And that is the, maybe the mantra of, of a lot of entrepreneurs that you've you know, run into and spoken with. Um, but that is literally what I wake up to every morning and think about. Um, but 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 the realty business and being the owner and broker of this company and, and being a, a part of, of this amazing group of, of real estate professionals is my primary role. And I consider, will always consider that to be the case. Yeah. So, 
you, you have a very colorful past, you know, you know, knowing you from before and asking you permission to talk about this, but you were a part of, you were a cop at one point, you were a secret service agent. So going into realty is, uh, I mean, maybe it is connected, but from an outside perspective, it doesn't seem too connected. So what really got your, your heart into real estate? Cause again, we could do a billion things for a living these days and you chose to own your own realty company. What got you into that? Yeah. You know, another, another good question with, with no real straight answer, to be honest. Uh, I, 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 this is a a business that, that, um, that maybe like a lot of people in real estate, they, uh, they watch TV and and what you see on TV with, you know, million, million dollar listing, wherever, uh, looks like it's such easy money and, and anyone can do it. And, you know, you, you, you get a listing and you throw a party and it sells and you get this big commission check. Um, it's really not the path that I took, but but there there are a lot of misconceptions that I think, uh, in some respects, push people toward the real estate business. What are those? Uh, well, exactly what I just said that that it's easy, mm-hmm. that you know the that you don't earn your money necessarily, that um, you party your way into a sale, uh, that, that those types of of um, things may exist in other markets, but definitely not in Western New York. This is a place where where the real estate professional earns their money and, and we do things, uh, I think really more the old fashioned way, mm-hmm. but you asked a, a question, how did I get involved? And, and really the, you know, you kind of, it was a nice introduction that I, my first near 20 years in, you know, out of college were, were really focused on, um, the law enforcement and, 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 and private security fields, which are definitely related. You know, I, I, right out of college, I, I went to work for DEA um, worked there for a little over a year, then then got hired as a as a policeman in Amherst. So I moved back to Buffalo from from the D.C. area to to do that, and then went to law school in the meantime, and and while working nights at, at the police department, uh, and then got hired uh, by Secret Service, and and um, you know worked here in Buffalo. There there, there was an office here in Buffalo for the year, first uh, year or two, I guess it was. Then got transferred down to D.C. and and um, shortly after September 11th, I just uh, made a decision, uh, you know, of course, in consultation with my wife, who's an mm-hmm. attorney, and we just got married, and she moved down to D.C. and took a job in a, in a large law firm down there that um, immediately post 9-11 that the Secret Service was, the mission had changed pretty dramatically, mm-hmm. uh, literally overnight. Mm-hmm. And um, I had had an opportunity to, to leave uh, government and go to the private sector for and work for, um, you know, a teeny little company that no one had ever heard of called America Online. Um, and I say that with a joke, because yeah. as a joke, rather, because at the time, you know, AOL was the gateway to the internet, you mm-hmm. know, the dial-up business back then in, in the late 90s was, you know, there was no such thing as broadband. Mm-hmm. So AOL was really the monster in that space, and I just worked in investigation with with um, one of the guys in the security department there, and they and they agreed to hire me. So I, I, I left Secret Service on a Friday, went to work there on a Monday, and um, that was really my, my first step out of, uh, or I'm sorry, into what I would consider to be the real world, you know, mm-hmm. not, not taking nothing away from, from those, those of us who work in government service. It's a, you know, it's a, a wonderful path to take. But, but for me, I'd always had that entrepreneurial itch to, to sink or swim. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, certainly was able to get a taste of that at AOL. 
But, um, you know, like many of us who are from Western New York, uh, there's, you know, Buffalo is kind of like a disease in a lot of ways. It's, it's chronic. Uh, it's, it's really hard to get out of your blood. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife came home from work one day after, after being in DC, the DC area for a number of years and said, you know, I'm, I'm moving back to Buffalo and I hope you're coming with me. <laughs> okay. um, so I then transitioned actually back to government for what turned out to be a short time um, with, a, with the newly created Department of Homeland Security. And, and I was uh, hired in to be the, uh, to, to actually start the office uh, for the, the Office of Inspector General in Buffalo, which um, is, uh, doesn't mean much to, to a lot of people, but, but the Inspector General's office in, in DHS is really the uh, internal affairs. Mm-hmm. That's, that's basically, and, and, and we have such a huge Department of Homeland Security presence in, in Western and upstate New York that I was you know, a one-man band for a while up here mm-hmm. and, and, and opened that office. Um, but shortly after, after you know, getting up and running with that, I was offered a job as the director of security at, at uh, Delaware North Companies. So I, I, I left DHS and, and government once again to go back to the private sector and, and was at Delaware North for a handful of years before um, accepting a job as, um, with HSBC Bank as um, the senior VP of, of uh, security operations for all of North America. And that was based right here in Buffalo. And um, then I uh, uh, had an opportunity shortly after my, my kids were born to, uh, after HSBC, it, for those of you who remember, the, the, the branch network was yeah. sold, the credit card business was sold, to transition away from HSBC and, and, um, and then figure out what to do next. And that was really, I know this is a very long-winded answer to your question, but, yeah. but um, I, I had no... Um, you know, no predisposition to go into the real estate business, but um, I had always had an interest, and that uh, that opportunity to transition just presented itself. And so, kind of in a roundabout way, having really no relationship at all to to the my first nearly twenty years, you know, in my prior career. Mm-hmm. Um, was really an opportunity to truly be entrepreneurial, and so that's how I got into it. Yeah, so we're not going to name the real estate agents you were in before, um, just in case. But that being said, so did you have a connection with them before? Because I know you kind of ran the real estate company over at the other company before you opened up your own. Well, actually, that's that's not entirely correct. My okay. my my wife uh, actually owned that company, oh, okay. um, and we we simply were were licensing the name. So that was the purely the, the legal relationship mm-hmm. there. Okay, um, you know it was deeper than that, of course, yeah. uh, and, it, and it was mutually beneficial. But but um, you know technically that was the that was the relationship. Okay, I'm sorry. I, no, know. it's quite all right. It, it, it was it's by design. Yeah. Actually, it was by design. Um, you know, but but after a while, we 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 realized that uh, we'd built a, a really good team, a solid team, and and that 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 prior relationship we we just we just didn't need it any longer, mm-hmm. and and. So there was a convenient time for us to, to make a change, and, and I think it's worked uh, worked out both. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, worked out well for, for everyone involved. Yeah. So now that Emprise, it's been around for going on three years, four years. Uh, we're, we're we're into our fourth year now. Fourth year now. Yeah. yeah. So knowing what you know now, if you could talk to yourself four years ago, you know, starting your own you know your own company now. So what 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 would you tell yourself? You know, I guess this it is a little bit different in, in my case because um, Emprise is really a rebrand uh, from from the prior company that, that we had started uh, three or four years before. 
So it was a little, I, I'm not going to say it was easier because you just never know um, when you're rebranding a company, and especially in a competitive business like real estate sales, you just don't know, um, you know, how much brand equity you've built and how much you potentially you're leaving on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was a huge risk and it was a huge risk, not just for me, but, but for the, for the entire team that, that, uh, you know, literally walked across the street one day and, and decided this is what we wanted to do. And I, I have to give, um, you know, a ton of credit to Raina Pygay and Kim Plakis, uh, mm-hmm. Kelly Waples, and at the time Amber Papsadero, who who were all you know really key members of, of that that team. Who, who if not for them, uh, really standing up and saying, you know, Dan, we this is the way we want to be. We want to we want us we want to to start uh, or restart, I should say, you know, the new organization uh, and be independent, truly independent. I probably would have taken the company in a different direction, mm-hmm. uh, to be honest. And, and, and we may be part of one of the larger brands today if, if that decision hadn't been made, honestly, by them, really, mm-hmm. uh, more so by them than me. Yeah. You know, it was just me being more the facilitator than anything else. Uh, and sometimes that's, um, you know, as I look back on it, I, I think, like, you know, being able to not necessarily take a backseat because I don't know that you really can be in, and run your own business mm-hmm. or, or can take a backseat and run your own business. But, you know, it's keeping your eyes and your ears open to, to, uh, the, the suggestions and, and the, uh, you know, the initiative that's, that's being taken by, you know, the core group that you've decided to surround yourself with. And so that is, is really the, the key to, to how Emprise, uh, not only got started, but to, to how we've been such a, um, been able to succeed in a in a very competitive industry. Yeah. So so I notice a lot of you know real estate agents uh, network. They do a lot of networking. Of course, some do some advertising as well, or a lot of them do. But that being said, what do you think has really helped you guys really catapult to the success that you guys had uh, the past four years? Yeah, I think there's a couple of um, key factors. A few of them, or at least one of them, we've already touched on. Um, um, and it is. I, I mean, I would. You know, and he, we we talked earlier today before mm-hmm. we started uh, recording here that that um, you know I'm I'm certainly not one that that enjoys um, you know resting on my laurels or talking about successes that we've had, but but the reality is is going from zero sales in a, in a brand new brand to um, to we're, we're going to close nearly forty million dollars this year in transaction volume mm-hmm. in, in in three years. That's that's pretty amazing. It is I think. absolutely. Um, but the, the key factor, and I think number one, um, uh, to our success is, is the fact that we are such a, a, a solid uh, team We're we're a group of individuals. Yes. And, um, but, but at the same time, we, we, we truly got each other's backs mm-hmm. and, and so, you know, a, a success for one member of the team is, is a success for all. And I think we all see it that way. There's, there's very little ego in our group. Mm-hmm. There's some. You know, and, and you all, you always have to have, uh, I think, a little bit of that that, that drives that competitive uh, flavor a little bit. Agreed. But um, but at the same time, it's not to the expense of the team. Mm-hmm. So um, and the other one of the other key things is is we do things differently, and I mean that um, almost across the board, everything that we do, from from the way we compensate each other to the way. Uh, we work as a team, um, and I, I, I don't want to bore you or, or the listeners with, with all of the details of how, mm-hmm. how and why. I think that that's different, but, but there are you know, a lot of little nuances to the way that we do business that, are, that are, I think are, are pretty dramatically different than, than the others in our space. 
Um, and, and, um, and I'll just give you an example, you know, like traditionally in our market, um, you know, when you, when you sign on with a, with a listing client, um, which is an enormous responsibility, by the way, that, 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 that client is, is, uh, is entrusting you with, um, you know, using lock boxes and appointment services are, are pretty, pretty standard in our, in our mm-hmm. business. And we just, as a, as a company and as a group of real estate professionals have decided that, that we just don't want to operate that way. So mm-hmm. we do things a little bit differently. And again, like I said, it's, it's, it's in that regard and it's all the way down to the way we, we, we compensate each other and, and, you know, how tight we are as a group. And, and there's a lot of, a lot of little things that I think add up yeah. uh, to, to a fairly significant competitive advantage. Hey, really quick. If you love what you're hearing so far, please subscribe to this podcast, leave a review and rate it. It takes 10 seconds, but it means so much to me. Let others know about it. If you know a Western New York entrepreneur who is killing it right now and should be interviewed, please introduce them to me. Again, I want to keep this thing going, so please leave a review and share it on your social media platform of your choice so others know about this. Yeah, so I can totally, you know... uh, Totally agree with you. Actually, give you a little bit of a testimonial. It goes, I don't, know if, I don't know if you know this, Dan, but my mom bought a house for you guys. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know. You that. know that? No. Yeah. So my mom bought a house in East Aurora off of Olean, uh, short of Amber, I believe. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, so um, my mom told me, goes, oh, Emprise, you know, like you know, because she's not originally from the South Towns. Okay. So she, you know, she doesn't you know, go by here. So I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, I know the under the owner Dana, and she goes, I work with Amber. So, so she was really pleased with what, what she got, and she was really excited because a lot of people were looking at the house. And anyway, so she, yeah, oh, she's great she's she's very happy. Yeah. yeah. But but that being said, so you got into so many different things. So were you working with all these other companies or being a part owner of these different companies while starting Emprise? Was it before? Was it kind of added on as as Emprise was really getting going? How, how did that how did come to fruition? No, I'm trying to think here now. Um, I, no, I I think I've been involved with uh, with the other at least the other you know revenue generating initiatives that I mentioned earlier uh, have all been ongoing since. Emprise, with the exception, I'm sorry, with the exception of Lightworks, mm-hmm. which was which was really just uh, started out of not necessarily necessity, but but I just viewed it as a, a good opportunity to try to, to to start competing in a space where I felt like there was an opportunity to do so, mm-hmm. and in in a lot of ways it is a it is a, a complement mm-hmm. to, to the is. real estate business, in a sense that you're out there, you know, you're making client relationships, you're hopefully building, you know, a, a good, a good brand, uh, recognition and, 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 uh, you know, building on your repu- uh, reputation. And, you know, frankly, a lot of the, um, a lot of the, our, our enterprise clients have, have taken advantage of the, of, of the services that Lightworks provides and offers. So of course there's no obligation, but it's just kind of a nice, uh, it's a nice, you know, uh, another way to, to say thank you in some respects mm-hmm. to our clients, but at the same time, um, you know, it's a business that a, a lot of people want to take advantage of. So it's yeah. Uh, so did nice you? Company. So Lightworks is that a franchise? You guys started completely from scratch yourself? No, we started it completely from scratch. It's not a. It's not a franchise. Um, the the products are distributed. You know, to to a number of different vendors. Mm-hmm. Um, but it. But it's. Uh, it, it's definitely you know a homegrown initiative. That's so cool. So did you just notice that a lot of uh, people were asking you for referrals for this business or were you just like sat down? Like sometimes like my best thinking, I'm just sitting on the couch bored or sometimes you're, I always make a joke to college students, sometimes their best thinking is done in the shower. But that being said, they just pop one day. You're like, you know what? I should do this. Or, or people asking about it pretty consistency or pretty consistently. Actually a little bit of both. Um, you know, I, I had um, personally, 
you know, owned a, owned a home, not the home we're living in now, but a, the home before that where, where we went and, and wanted a, a, to add, you know, a, a really nice enhancement in terms of safety, security, and, and aesthetic appeal mm-hmm. to the property. And, and um, you know, a neighbor and I went to one of the big box, you know, home goods stores and, and, and just and really, you know, bought a fairly, a, a, what we thought was a fairly elaborate and, and extensive uh, system and, but I'd always thought maybe there's a better way to do this. You know, they're they're um, not not to not to um, you know criticize the quality of the product or you know because this was sev- you know several years ago, but but um, you know consumer goods evolve, and we we um, you know that that system that we had installed does require you know fairly consistent maintenance and and the the products degrade deteriorate over time and. And I had just thought maybe there there has to be something better out there. Mm-hmm. And, and this this company that we so you just explored it then? AMP, yeah, I just I just looked into it, and, and we, we we found a distributor of a product that that um, you know had a, a limited presence already in Western New York, mm-hmm. but we really felt like we could expand on it. And and so that's you know kind of an initiative, um, maybe somewhat entrepreneurial, but at the same mm-hmm. time one one that was pragmatic as well. Mm-hmm. You know that really kind of got got us thinking about Lightworks, and and, and the guys that are the 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 individuals that are that are uh, Scott Steve Lawson that are that are really running Lightworks, and and you know they're out there selling the product and installing it and maintaining it. Um, those guys are the true experts on it. But but it was really I just viewed it as an opportunity, and and um, you know also it was a but there was some pragmatic initiative to it as well. Oh yeah, but you know I think it's so cool that you just saw an initiative went for it. so many times as entrepreneurs at least from my perspective. Well, I'm I, I'm not an expert in that. Well, I don't have years of background in doing that. Or I you know I didn't spend 5 years doing this and so many times we just see a problem and we don't see a very big an easy solution to it for at least other customers let alone our own experience. So I think it's really cool you just took the initiative so far our listeners out there. I think I think this is a really good um, example of <laughs> I don't think Dan would ever consider himself this crazy expert in lighting, but he just saw this this problem that he had himself. I'm like, you know what? If I can solve it for myself, or is it better? There's got to be a better way. And then you create a business. For basically, in my opinion, business is just knowing what you're passionate about, or a problem that you want to solve, and then solving it and then monetizing it. I yeah. think I, that's really all it is. It's like I'm passionate about this, and I solve this problem. And obviously, if you're good at it, and people see a big enough problem for it, they'll pay you for it. So. I think that's, yeah, so I think it's cool. So that being said, how do you balance? Because one of the biggest things I wanted to ask you, and you know, we're actually, believe it or not, we're 21 minutes into this race. We have nine minutes. So we're going to have to keep the answers a little short here. Okay. But that being said, I'm just amazed of all the businesses that you're in, which you named earlier in the podcast, and you have a young family. I'm like, how do you balance all this and not like basically burn out? How do you make sure this is, (laughs) how do you make sure it's all taken care of? Yeah. Well, again, not a, not an easy question to answer. You know, it's, it's, it's difficult. Uh, you know, the, the real estate business is a, um, you know, we to some degree complain about it, but we, we also love it at the same time. Um, but it is a 24, it can be a 24 hour a day, seven day a week business. It's, it's you know, it's when, when people are out interested in looking at, at real estate is typically when they're not working. So mm-hmm. we're out working when the, you know, the, the, when you the, know, the average home. nine to five, yeah. right. It, exactly. And so, um, that actually works well for, for me though. And my relationship, my, my wife, you know, has a fairly steady, you know, more like a, you know, typical eight to four thirty job. And, and so when, when, you know, she's not home and, and, you know, I am, and, and certainly if it's on the weekends, you know, she, you know, we, we just kind of juggle, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that, but the weekends are when I'm tend to be busiest with real mm-hmm. estate. So, you know, it, it just, you got to make sure though, the communication is there and, and for us it is. 
And so you guys have like a weekly proposal. meeting, like, okay, this is what we're going <laughs> to. Maybe informally, you know, yeah. to some degree. Um, but, but no, it isn't easy. I mean, my boys are seven, they're in, se- they're in second grade and, and, you know, they're pretty demanding and, and only going to get more demanding. I, as I, as I hear from my friends mm-hmm. that have a little bit older kids, but it's, uh, you know, it just hopefully keeps you youthful and, and, you know, eager every morning to get up and, and go do something, but you know, it's not easy. But yeah, I, yeah, I think everybody has said it's easy as lying. So that being said, so, you know, a lot of uh, people like for me, I consider myself a serial entrepreneur. So for our serial entrepreneurs out there that are either thinking about starting multiple business or being, you know, having their hands in different jars, just doing, uh, you know, these multiple different businesses or at least part owning them kind of like you do. Um, what advice do you have for them out there that like, you know, I would stay away from this or, you know what, make sure you look out for that or any, any advice that kind of sticks out in your head that. Yeah, I mean, I guess to some degree, the the key thing, and I think you you hit on it a minute ago, Dave, was the uh, you got to really find something that you're passionate about that that you love to do, uh, because when you when you if and when you do find that, you the next step is to figure out how to monetize it, and I think it's easiest though to to suffer kind of through those trials and tribulations if you if you love what you're doing, regardless of of how much necessarily how much money you're making from mm-hmm. it. Um, but, but if you truly are passionate about something and, and you're good at it, uh, I think that the next step will come. And I think that is the end of the day, that is the, the, the biggest key factor, I think, in being successful. Um, but I, I did want to, I know we're running out of time, but yeah, I wanted to that. comment on something, um, that I think is interesting and maybe meaningful to, to those of us that are listening here in Buffalo. Um, the, my involvement in, in a couple of different restaurant projects down in the cobblestone district is, is I, I think, you know, it, probably the biggest example of, of me being, you know, quote unquote entrepreneurial, because when, when we started, uh, a restaurant called, um, Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, I just lost the name of it. It wasn't the logger house. Was logger it? house. Yes. Am I good? Oh man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, that, that's, there's so many things swimming through my head right now. Yeah. But yeah, we started logger house when there was literally nothing down there. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the whole cobblestone district. Yes. There was a, there's a, a restaurant down at the opposite corner called cobblestone. It's only open during arena events. Uh, but, but, you know, I, I zeroed in on, on that, that space at the corner of uh, Perry and Mississippi and, but Cobblestone was really kind of a ghost town. You know, there, there wasn't much going on down there at that time. And this is dating back uh, eight or nine years now. And, you know, I really think that was kind of sticking our necks out. You know, and it was a, it was a, a, a partnership. I won't name the other guys involved in it because mm-hmm. I've been asked for their permission. But, mm-hmm. but, but opening Logger House and, and really putting our money where our, our mouth was because that was – that was required a significant amount of, of you know, personal investment. Mm-hmm. And um, at a time when, you know, there was, you know, a lot of uh, less uncertainty like mm-hmm. there is down there now. Yeah, because it wasn't really booming nine years ago at all. It's actually, there was talk about it, but you don't know what's going to come into fruition. No idea, you know. And, and, you know, the Sabres were still under their prior ownership. I mean, this whole Pagula phenomenon had, mm-hmm. didn't, didn't come around yet. I mean, there was, you know, it was a, it was a, a, a very risky proposition at the time. And then we doubled down, you know, mm-hmm. right right around the corner with um, with Buffalo Ironworks, which really started out, a, you know, and, and is today to this day a, a music club that that we felt like was really filling a niche. Uh, in, so, in, so I have to say this: so you literally built this like restaurant bar, and then right on the corner you built like another restaurant, not bar. 
So like, what do you think that was kind of conflicting at all or, or not at all considering the other one's a little different because of the music and whatnot? Yeah, exactly. We, we didn't, we didn't, we, we just felt like the more the merrier at the time. And, and, and I, you know, certainly not taking any credit for, for what's taken place down there since then. And that's, you know, but, but, uh, you know, I don't think that that just grew organically. I mean, mm-hmm. I think, you know, it, it did take some people like us maybe that mm-hmm. were willing to plant a flag and, and really spend some money in the area to, to attract others. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that was not necessarily the goal, but we felt like long-term that was going to, that would lead, um, more than likely, more likely than not rather to success than failure. You know, mm-hmm. it was just, we didn't think logger house and ironworks on their own. were going to necessarily, you know, be it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, you know, encouraging others, other entrepreneurs and restaurateurs to come down and, and bar owners to come down. Mm-hmm. And, and so you guys were like the something. pioneers down there, like we'll go first. You know, I, I mean, I, I, in hindsight, I guess so. Yes, and, and I, you know, I, I know it's tough. You're not the one to credit yourself, so let me just do it for you. <laughs> you were a pioneer down there. But that being said, so, like, what really, um, if I had, ex- you know, I guess, if you describe Dan Manny in one sentence, because I'm trying to think how I want to ask this question, but what really is your passion nowadays? Or, or if I can describe Dan Manny in, like, one sentence, if someone else described you one sentence, what do you, what do you think they would say? Putting you on the spot. Mm, yeah, no, it's, uh, well, you've asked a number of, of- because sometimes that you know, because because you you know you do all these different entrepreneurial endeavors, but I, you know sometimes I wonder like, wonder what makes that person tick, you know? I wonder what really gets them like going go in the morning saying, "I want to kill us." But why? So I'm sitting here going, "Of course, it's family. Of course, yeah. you want to create financial success for them." But I'm sitting here going, "I wonder what makes." Because sometimes people like there's this DNA they they're made up of, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I was just wondering. No, no, I, I, it's a very valid question. I, I mean, I, you know, it, it's I don't think I'm necessarily motivated by by the the material aspect mm-hmm. aspect of it, it it's of any of these you know entrepreneurial uh, endeavors at all it, it's really more about providing you know excellence in in you know whatever type of customer service it is that you're you're involved in and, and it's obvious what that means in, in my case i mean I, you know i, I um, it, it really at the end of the day that's all that matters is is our client satisfaction because uh the, the success that you may or may not gain from from all of your efforts will 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 be that will be the basis of it mm-hmm. is, is how is your ability to 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 provide you know superior in our case we call it you know exep- exceptional customer service um, and um, you know that the rest will follow mm-hmm. and and that truly is what what motivates me on a, on a day-to-day basis it's to solve problems on behalf of my clients and and, and make their overall, transition to the next chapter in their lives is as uh, simple seamless and and ideally profitable as possible yeah well, we're going a little bit over time but i don't care so that between you and your own podcast. yeah so if you want me asking this it might be two point blank let me know um but what do you think was one of the biggest not mistakes or maybe mis- biggest mistake or misinterpretation you think you made at the past four years as a business owner I know we learn from them, so they're not mistakes because we learn from them, you know, but like, yeah. what do you think is like, you know what, shouldn't have done that, or you know, I've had someone say, you know, I probably shouldn't have done this, or I, I don't want to answer because I want to make sure it's coming from you versus an idea that I give you. Yeah, the, the, really, the, the only, you know, maybe regret that I, that I have is, is actually not uh, rebranding as Emprise sooner mm-hmm. than I did. I, um, you know, I, I think the, the success, the hyper-local success that we've had, and, and, and I rest on nothing, uh, we're, we're only as good as our is our next closed transaction. That's that's uh, that's how this business works. And, and you know, as a group of professionals in this business, we understand that. And, and but but the success that we've had in a in a very hyper local way, meaning 
you know, roughly 80% of our transaction volume is in two zip codes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that, that, uh, we're not out there trying to be, you know, Western New York's biggest, or the next Howard Hanna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, that it's just not, um, taking nothing away from, from those that, that do have that vision. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it, not ours, at least not at this point. And I'm not, I'm certainly not saying we wouldn't, we wouldn't grow strategically if it, if the, uh, the right opportunity didn't present itself, we might take advantage of that or maybe we wouldn't. Um, but it, it's, um, I mean, to answer your question, I, I think it's it's probably not doing what we did sooner. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, escaping a situation that 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 frankly kind of just wore itself out. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, but kind of waiting for it to wear itself out was a mistake. You know, yeah. we we but you you really only know that in hindsight. You know? You're so right because like when I transitioned from owning an office for a marketing company, I should have left two years earlier. You know, but I was content. It was going okay. You know, money was there. But I knew in my heart this wasn't like there was something for me next, and I had no idea what it was. So I can so relate to you on that level. I'm like, when people ask me that question, like I should, like, well, you know, why didn't you do this sooner? I should have left two years earlier. So yeah, yeah, and I, I don't know, you know, but but maybe things would have turned out differently. Who knows, you know? Yeah. I, so I, I just am, you know, very thankful for for where we are today, and and uh, but again, um, taking none of that for granted. It's yeah. it's it's all about. You know, today and, and what's coming down the road tomorrow. That's, um, you know, we, we do have to take some credit for our past successes because that, that does help to provide, um, you know, to, to set the table for the future. But at the same time, if you're not out there performing every day for the clients that you have today, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, it, it's probably the future is going to be pretty bleak. And so cool. So, so since you guys had so much success, obviously the last four years, it's just like the best is yet to come, which is pretty sweet. So I certainly <laughs> hope so. Yes. Hope so yeah. yeah. Um, that being said, Dan, you know, that's all the time we really have, but you know, if someone really connected with you, they really connected to your store, maybe they have questions and maybe a lot of times after a podcast, you know, like, Oh, I should ask this question. I should have asked questions. So I want to make sure our viewers have a chance to ask those questions, entrepreneurial questions. So, um, whatever you feel comfortable putting over on the air, what's the best way for someone to get a hold of you if they would love to pick your brain on something that maybe I forgot to ask? No, uh, I'd be glad to, to, to talk to anyone that, that has interest in what I've had to say, uh, regardless of the topic. Mm-hmm. Um, some people put out their emails, people put their cell yeah. phones, so whatever you feel comfortable. It's, it's totally. Yeah, no, Dan at EmpriseRealtyGroup.com. Cool. Probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. Yeah. Dan at EmpriseRealtyGroup.com. You got it. Awesome. So, hey, thanks so much for your time. I know you're a busy guy uh, doing multiple different things, having a family. So, again, I appreciate your time, Dan. Thank you, Dave. If you loved listening to the Western New York Entrepreneurs Podcast and want more, subscribe to it and head on over to WNYEntrepreneur.com for articles, what's coming up next, and to get involved. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.